Okay, Chavar, we are on Daf Tedem of Bet. Um, it's not a super long Amma, but it takes a little bit more explanation. Remember when this Machloka, we're discussing this issue of Tashlumin. So we have the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan who says, remember the case where like it's uh, after the seventh day, the uh, the person, who became, the Nazir becomes Tameh, so does he have to like re- uh, sort of a, does he have to bring new korbanot for a new instance of becoming Tameh? Or not? We say there's a machloka if that happens on the night after the seventh. So Rabbi Yochanan said you still do have to. So we said, and we tried to give a comparison, which is a kasha about that, with the case of the chiger, remember the lame person who was exempt on day one of the chag, but then he became like normal or healed on day two. So according to Rabbi Yochanan, he didn't have to bring any korbanos. We saw there was a little bit of a stira that he views in the chiger case that if he's uh, uh, exempt of a day one, he gets to be completely exempt. But in the case of Tuma, he would have to re-up. So we said there's a difference because Yermakal, we said that Tuma is different than the case of Chiger, and we gave the example of Pesach Sheni, because Pesach Sheni, you see that there's a makeup. So when it comes to Tuma, it's a little bit different. So Gemara on top of Tadma Bet says, remember we said Hanicha works well according to the opinion that says that uh, Pesach Sheni is a Tashlumim for Pesach Rishon. But Lamant Amr Sheni Regal Bifne Asma, who might Meymar. So what are you going to say though, according to the opinion that says that Pesach Sheni is its own thing? Then you don't have a special, unique din when it comes to Tuma. So so for that shita, the Gemara says, Ella, rather, Amar Rapapa. Rapapa has to give a different explanation of Rabbi Yochanan, which is, Kasav Rabbi Yochanan, Laila, Eino, Mechus, Arzman. You have to say that Rabbi Yochanan says that the nighttime is not what's called, quote-unquote, Mechus, Arzman. Look at Rashi in the second line here. Kasav Rabbi Yochanan, Enchi, Saron, Zman, Bemishi, Higia, Leilo, Lohakriv, Korbinotav, Machar. That a person who has reached the point where they're, they're sort of like reached the end of the seven-day period, and they've gone to the mikvah already, and all they have to do is the next morning they have to bring the korban, but you can't bring the korban the night before because you don't bring korban on the night, so what's the status of the night? So we're saying here, he doesn't think it's somebody who's mechusar mom, meaning doesn't have the right opportunity from a time perspective to bring the korban. Hilkach, therefore, mechuyavu korban. Therefore, he says he's really obligated to bring the korban technically at night. Ela shehalayla me'akvomi. It's just that the night technically is holding him back from bringing the korban. But technically he is supposed to bring the korban at night. Right? So like this theoretical uh, idea, but it, but it has this practical nafkamina. But the chiger on the first day of Yom Tov, he has no chov at all. Right? It's not like he is theoretically obligated, but his lameness is preventing him. He's not obligated at all. That's why there's no tashlumen for the chiger. Okay, the Gemara says as follows. Is it really true that Rabbi Yochanan really hold this idea that the Lila is uh, is not Mechus Arzman? But Rabbi Yochanan, but Rabbi Yochanan himself said the following. Now, just to give a quick introduction. We're going to talk now about the halacha of a Zav. Okay, the halacha of a Zav or a Zava. A Zav or a Zava is a halacha category which renders a person Tamei. And then after the Tumah, they have to count what's called Shiv'an Nikiim, seven clean days. A woman, for a woman being a zaba, is like it's sort of like uh, menstruation, just at a different time period during the month. And for a man, it's kind of like a gonorrhea-like emission, uh, okay, which also is like pretty gross. Uh, but that's also that's considered to be a tumah. It's the same. It's a different type of emission from the body, but it's the same type of category. The halacha when it comes to zav is if you um, see one riya, like one sighting of this emission, so you're tameh. Two times you're tameh for seven days. Three times, you're Tameh seven days, and you have to bring korban, a korban. 
Okay, that's the rule for the Zav. And there's a whole discussion always about when the Re'iyot, when did you see the different sightings, twice in one day, three times in one day, two times in one day, one time a different day. That's the general principle. Okay, if we understand that, so now Rabbi Yochanan says as follows. Very similar, we're going to see, to what we were seeing when it came to the Nazar, who became Tamei, the Zav too. What happens with a Zav, who's at the end of the process of becoming Tahor, but then as the seven, the seven Dikiyim were up, and then they uh, saw more Ziva, more like of this emission. So then again, as the question is, is this just considered to be part of the same original Ziva, so you only bring one Korban, or just brand new, and you have to bring a whole new set of Korbanot as a new Zav? So you see the parallel. So Rabbi Yochanan, who said that you'd have to bring new Korbanot previously, so that's what he says about the Zav. Laila, excuse me. If a person saw one sighting at night, meaning the night after the seventh day, ushtayim bayom, and two in the daytime on the eighth day, maybe he brings a korban. but two during the night and one during the day, you don't. Eno maybe you don't bring. Now the key here is, it seems like the difference is what's the 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 one that. Let not let's uh, let's see Rashi on that. Let's see Rashi on that. Um, let's read the two Rashi's Umi Amra Biochan and maybe we'll read them together. Okay, Umi Amra Biochan in Laila Mechusar Zman, the Amra Biochan, but Rabbi Yochanan said, Ra'achat ba Laila Zab Shesafar Shivanikiyim Kemishpato, the Zab counted the seven clean days as he's supposed to. Vitavali went to Mikvah, the Ha'ariv Shimshon, he experienced nightfall. Vichazar Ba'achat ba Laila Ustain the Machar, and he saw one time at night again and twice the next day. Mevi Korban al Tumashniya Zo Levami the Korban Shavi Alavishana. He has a whole separate korban. V'yabishnei korbanok she'yitahir. And eventually he becomes the whore. Let's say a week later or so, he has to bring two korbanot. Why? Ho'il v'lo ra'ah ha'shniyah ad she'yatsah l'sha'ah she'hiru'iyah lahabi korban. So since he didn't see the second sighting until the time when he could already bring a korban, I mean, he didn't have the second sighting until the morning of the eighth day, so yesh lo tashlumin ve'afal ha'shniyah yavi. And he has to bring a korban even for the second one. Afal pishatrilata betoch zman korban ha'rishona. Even though the, the starting point, right, the original sighting was at night when he wasn't able to bring the korban, lo amrinen chadatumihi. We don't say it's one tumah. Upiresh Rav Yosef et Tatav in Masechah Kritud, and Rav Yosef explained this in Masechah Kritud, Lefisha HaRi'iyah Rishon El Shazav, Eina Ela Kikari Be'alma, because the first sighting of a Zav is just like being a Balkari, okay, like having a seminal mission. And when he sees the next one tomorrow, the next day, meets Terefet Bahadayu. Okay, so it all combines together. Hachanami, here too. Afapisha Okay, the point that Rabbi Yochanan is saying is that once the second Riyah kind of pushes you over the edge of being like a new Zav, right? That's what the second Riyah does. If that happens the morning of, then uh, you are you have to bring. Um, let's see. Let's, let's go back to the Gemara where it says. So he says. Um, so if you saw two during the day, one at night, two at night, you bring it. But if you saw two at night, which means the thing that puts you into the category of being a Zav happened at night before you had the opportunity to bring the Korban, you don't bring the Korban. Now the Gemara will lay out the logic here. Um, 
Laila in Mechusar's man, and if you would think to say to Rabbi Yochanan Holtz that Laila is not Mechusar's man, that theoretically the nighttime is a time where you're able to bring the korban, then even if you see two times at night, you should also bring an extra korban. Okay, meaning if the same, if the rule he said by the case of the Nazir is that the nighttime after the seventh is essentially its independent new time, then the same should be true in the case of the uh, Zav. But you see it's not. You see it's not. I hope that makes sense. Okay, so Gemara says, uh, so the answer is, Ki ka'amr Rabbi Yochanan ledivrei ha'omer layla mechuser's man. But ledivrei ha'omer, fine, period. Layla mechuser's man. So Gemara answers, no. When Rabbi Yochanan was saying this about the, about the, uh, about the, uh, Nazir, he was saying it, not that was his own opinion. He's saying, according to the opinion that thinks Layla's not mechuser's man, Oh, sorry. Oh, I flipped it. Flipped it. I messed up. Uh, in the case of the Zab, the case of the Zab, according to being the things, Lila is Mechusar's man. I mean, nighttime is not a time where you, theori- where you can re- bring the Korban, uh, even theoretically. Then the Halach would be that only if you see two times in the morning is a problematic. Uh, they have to bring new Korban. But if it's two times in the night, you wouldn't have to. But he himself would say, that he himself would say that you would have to bring the Korban. So Mark says, ah, come on, that's not a good answer. But according to who says it, that's obvious. So he said, no. The case we need to show is when you see two times during the daytime and once at night. Why? Because I, I might have thought, like Rav Shesha Bred Rabini asked the Kasha. Okay. So it ends up telling us like Rav Yosef. So, so obviously we don't. I, I don't think anyone here is aware of what else Rav Shesha Bred Rabini say. So let's look at the let's look at the uh, Gemara here. Uh, look at the slide down the the garages to Mao Dutena Kat Kata the Rav Shesha. The Atkif Bekritut Al Hatam Shnatan Rav Yosef Al Adavar. I mean, Rashi mentioned before that Rav Yosef gave this whole explanation. Rav Shesha Bred Rabini asked Akasha there. He said, "Kamoshi Brashi Mala Teida the Haviriya Rishona Shall Kol Hazavim Carry Baambahu." Right that. Uh, that Rav Yosef said that if you see the first sighting as a Zav, it's just like being a Valkyri. When you see two other ones, they're all mitzarif together with that one at the beginning. So here too, should be the same thing. Gemara says, Rav Shesha asked Akasha there, Midami, is that true? Is it similar? There they all saw the same time, the Zman of Here it's different. He was asking a question, was asking Akasha, he didn't think that really worked out the way that you combine the first one with the two other ones. And that's the Chiddush in the situation over there. Once that's the Chiddush in the situation over there, it makes sense that Rabbi Yochanan could answer the question, at least according to the opinion that says that Laila is Mechusar's man, but our resolution of the difficulty is, Rabbi Yochanan, in the case of the Nazir, must be holding Laila's not Mechusar's man. And that can be fit with the opinion of the Chiger, but the case of the Zav, he's only according to the opinion that Laila is Mechusar's man, but he himself wouldn't agree with that position. That's a little tricky. I agree. Probably need some Chazara, but hopefully that made some sense. Okay? All right, now, we'll move on. Okay, now, Amalei bar Hei Lahila. So, Rav Hei said to Hila as follows. Uh, remember, we had this uh, this uh, Pasuk they were talking about, Be'uvat lo yuchalit that crooked thing can't be fixed, a, a missing thing can't be counted. So, we said, 
Oh, I skipped. Uh, I skipped lines. I'm sorry. Uh, it says as follows: If the, if the holiday passed by, you didn't do the kochagiga, so you're not chayav to make it up. The crooked thing can't be fixed, and the missing thing can be counted. So Amalei Barhei Hilahilo, highly himanot. He said Barhei. He said that the terminology isn't so precise here because the word himanot, which means to count, doesn't really seem to fit with bringing a korban or not bring a korban. Lihimalot to fill it up, like to to replace it, basically to like remedy the situation. Situation, I should have said, but it doesn't say that. So Ella, rather, here's a different interpretation of what chisaron lo yuchal lihimanot means. Okay, and this is the one we have in Masach Brachot. Ella zeshem anu hu chavirav ledvar mitzvah vehu lo dinan nahem. That's a person who was sort of like counted with his friends to be part of a mitzvah. Let's say everyone says we're all going to the uh, old age home today to uh, to visit the old people, and he decides not to come. Okay, so that's called. Um, lo a missing person can't. A missing person can't be counted. Tanya lemehalcha. There's a bride just like that. Meuvat lo yuchalit Right. This is it's from the Gemara and Brachot explicitly. The crooked thing can be fixed. Zesha bital kriyesh pasal shachri lo kriyesh pasal arbit. Osha bital tefila shal shachri lo tefila shal arbit. So the crooked thing that can't be fixed is somebody who purposely misses out on kriyesh at the daytime or the nighttime, or misses tefila daytime or nighttime. Then there's no ability to do tashlumen. Rabbi said tashlumen for tefila only works. When you missed filah accidentally, accidentally, then you can make up the next filah. You do two shemana esrays in the following filah. But if you miss it on purpose, you say, "I'm not feeling like I'm not feeling shachris today." And then you mincha, you like want to do tshuva, and you're like, "Oh, I feel bad about what I said during shachris." You can't do two shachris. Okay, that's and move on. What does it mean? So it's just like we just said. Okay, great. Now, once we talk about Barhehe, we'll say some more things from Barhehe. Amalei Barhehe Lahilo. My dichtiv vishavtem uritem ben sadik la rasha, ben oved Elohim la asher lo abado. It says you will come back and you will see the difference between a righteous person and a, an evil person, between one who serves Hashem and one who does not serve Him. So Gemara says, Hainu Tzadik, or Bahay is asking, Hainu Tzadik, Hainu Obed Elohim, Hainu Rasha, Hainu Asher Abado. So it seems the same. Like, from a linguistic perspective, you could say, well, it's just a parallel phrase. But he wants to know from a Drasha perspective, it's exactly the same, isn't it? So what, what, what's the point of the repetition in the Pasuk? Isn't a Tzadik somebody who worships Hashem, and a Rasha somebody who doesn't worship Hashem? So what's the point? So Amalei, Abado, Velo Abado, Tarvayu Tzadike Gemure Ninhu. He says, no, somebody who worships Hashem and somebody who doesn't worship in the Pasuk, they're both Tzadik and Gemurim. Here's some stark Musar about, uh, about Chazara. But you can't compare somebody who's reviewed his learning a hundred times to someone who's learned a hundred, reviewed his learning a hundred and one times. So we're going to say the hundred and one time person is considered to be somebody who's worshipped God, and person who worked it a hundred times didn't worship God. So I said, what are you talking about? So he said back to him, for one time, he says, it's like he didn't worship Hashem. That seems a little harsh. Amrlei in. He says, yes. Why? I'll give you the analogy from the marketplace of the camel drivers. Uh, or the donkey drivers, I should say. If you do, uh, you give a, you hire the donkey driver to take you 10 parsas for one zuz. If you want to go one more parsa, do 11 parsas, betray zuz. All of a sudden, it's 12 zuz. I guess a more the modern day example might be like, you know, at the parking lot, right? The first hour is $5. But in the next hour, it's another five dollars. Like this is how it works. You know, so that, like sometimes it just works out like that. Okay, so like sometimes you cross a threshold and it, uh, it completely changes the uh, the reality. Okay, so that's uh, so that's a very harsh idea, but also a very significant idea about the value of 
Chazara. Okay, now, Amr le Eliyahu le Barhehe, so Eliyahu Hanavi appeared to Barhehe, pretty normal. Ve Amr le Rabbi Elazar, and he said to Rabbi Elazar, my dichti, what does it say, what does it mean in the Pazim when it says, Hineit Saraftich Beloba Kasef, Vichartich Bakur Oni. It says, I have sort of forged you, but not in silver. I have uh, chosen you for the core, like the, uh, what do you call a core? It's like the smelting pot, right? Of, uh, of poverty. What does that mean? God was sort of like choosing from all the different qualities, the good qualities he could give to Israel. And the best one he could find was poverty. Like poverty really refines you in a certain way. If you can deal with poverty, you can deal with anything. That poverty is good for the Jew. Like a red um, bridle for a white horse, meaning the, if we have a nice white horse and have like the reins are all red, it stands out, like a really like sharp distinction. So same thing with the Jew, it makes a Jew like really be distinct. The fact that the Jew can deal with poverty, right, makes us makes our character much better. Okay, so maybe that's a nice explanation for why uh, maybe why Jews suffer poverty. That's really the idea, at least at their time. Okay, Reb Shimon Nasya Omer, Ezehu Mu'uvan Le'yucholit Kon Zehabala Erva V'cholit Mimena Mam Shavuchuli. So we said Reb Shimon Nasya says he's a different interpretation. Mu'uvan Le'yucholit Kon is a person who uh, has relations with one of the Arayot and has a mom or as a child. Can't fix that. So Gemara says, Holit in Lo Holit Lo. I don't get it. If he has a baby, yes. If he doesn't have a baby, no. I don't really get that. But Tanya Reb Shimon Nasya Omer, Reb Shimon Nasya himself says, If a person steals, he can return that stolen object. He can then fix it. If a person uh, is like uh, robs, He can return the, the stolen object and fix it. But somebody who has relations with a married woman and makes her prohibited to her husband, right? that's a halacha, that if you have relations with, if a, a woman who is a, a married woman has relations with somebody else, she's prohibited to her husband. So, you're sort of like removed from the world. Like if you cause a woman to be now prohibited to her husband, that's a terrible thing you did. That can't be fixed. The halachon, you're going to go, like you're gone. So, Rabbi Shumban Yochai Omer, Ein Omer Bekaro, Bakru Gamal, Bakru Chazir, Ela Bakru Tleh. Rabbi Yochai says, we don't say, check the camel, check the, the pig, rather check the sheep. What does it mean? What is this? Tamid Chacham Shi Piresh Torah. This refers to Tamid Chacham who leaves Torah. What does that mean? It means, uh, again, the same interpretation of the, uh, uh, this idea, but it's, uh, the idea is here that, uh, when you have a camel, he says, for example, you don't have to say, like, check the camel for kosher. Like, the camel's not kosher, like, it's obviously not kosher. You don't have to say, like, check the pig for kosher. Like, everyone knows a pig is not kosher. But you have to check a sheep, because a sheep, well, theoretically is kosher, but to be shechted properly, and that can't be a trefa, you have to do all these checkings. So the same is true for a Tamil Chacham who leaves Torah, like, maybe he looks like a Tamil Chacham, but maybe he's sort of abandoned the Torah. Rabbi Yudim ben Lakish Omer, call Tamid Chacham Shepirish Bia Torah, any Tamid Chacham who abandons Torah, Allah Bakadu Vomer, Kitsipur no dead at Minakane, Kain ish no dead, Mim Komo. Just like a bird flies away from its nest, so to a man flies away from his place. Ve'omer, and the Pazak says, Ma Masuah Botechem, Bi Abel, Kirachaku Mealai. Says, What did your why did your forefathers like find like um, iniquity in me? Says God that you've distanced yourself from me. So it says lo kasha kan ba kan Okay, the answer was uh, there's a okay. So I'm sorry. So, the, so that whole brighter. The point is that that was a whole bright part. So the, so the whole brighter was really basically to get to the first part. Okay, we include the other parts whatever as, as instructed. But the first part is really the key point. Right. The question is, Rabbi Shimon himself. 
What does he think about this reality? Do you have to have the child to so call it unfixable? Or do you have to not have a child because you could just be an Eshet Ish, right, who's prohibited your husband? So Gemara says, Zokasha, kam b'achotu p'nuya, kam b'eshet Ish. So the, the difference is, won't be a case of achotu p'nuya. A person, let's say, has a, a incestuous relations with, relations with his sister who is single. So then there's only really like a stain on her if she has a child. Then you can't fix it. But if you, uh, but if she was an Eshet Ish, then you have a real problem. So that's the difference in our Mishnah, this Stabraita, that our Mishnah is talking about a case where she's a single woman. So having a child is a thing that, that creates a situation. But if it's an Eshet Ish, you're right, just the relations alone. Vibay Dema, we'll go to the Mishnah, okay, that's the Mishnah. Vibay Dema, Hava Hava Eshet Ish, or you can say both cases of the Eshet Ish, Velokasha Kamba Onis Kamba Rasa. And you can say the difference is, one is when you do it uh, forcibly with rape, right? If, you, uh, uh, if a person forcibly rapes a woman, so then she's not prohibited to her husband. But if it's Baratzon, if it's willingly, then she is prohibited to her husband. So that could be the difference also. It could both be forcible. The difference would be um, that an Asia Cohen uh, who's raped, she's still prohibited to her husband. But an Asia Yisrael who's raped is not. Okay. So that would be possibly the, the explanation there. Let's just quickly do to the last couple of lines. Let's get to the, get to the Mishnah. The Pasuk of Zechari says, Let me go, one who goes out, the one who comes, there's no peace. Once a person leaves a Dvar Halacha, to go to the Dvar Mikra, like the scripture, he has no more peace. Says it's even like Talmud to Mishnah study. It's like you're, rever- it's like you're going backwards. Right? Like you're going from the more complex to the more basic. Rabbi Yochanan Afilu Mishas Lishas says even Mishas Lishas Rashi says Mishas Yerushalmi Lishas Bavli Shu Amok meaning and Snipper can I mean the Sanhedrin but Machshakim Hoshibeni Kemitei Olam Zeu Hashas Shel Bavel one second yeah so he's saying that uh, there also uh, that's going there's no peace there. I guess he's saying because it's too, maybe it's like deeper, like it's much more complicated. Maybe that's what it's saying. I have to think about that a little more, honestly. Um, one second. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. No, I, no, I got it wrong. Right, that the, the reference is that the, the Yerushalmi is a sort of like, uh, um, no, no. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the toast with here. Yeah, Tosu says it could kind of go either way. It's a Bavli to Yushami, Yushami to Bavli. You can come up with explanations why one would be better. Like the Yushami might be deeper and you're in Bavli less, so it'd be taking a step back. Or Yushami is less halachic, bottom line, and Bavli is more halachic, so going to Bavli, Yushami would be worse. That could go either way. The point is that something that they can step back is, uh, is not always a good thing. Okay, we'll stop there.